Hello everybody and welcome to Overtime, your source for all things Overwatch. I'm your host Jacob Hujik and with me today is Brandon Williams. Hey, we have a new intro. And Taylor Severn. Wait, we have a new intro? I mean, that wasn't the, that wasn't the original thing. That's not what I heard last week. I, well, actually, I don't it was. think Jacob has any, ever said any two words consecutively before. Well, I'm calling him out on it. Banana. Fly. And now he'll never say those two words again. And now back to our regular, so, you know, programming stuff, regular. I have to ask, how have your guys' games Overwatch been going in the last week? I've been losing a little bit. I started playing again. <gasps> <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, before I went on vacation, of course, because, you know, I just got back yesterday. Um, sort of, kind of. But uh, it went pretty well. I mean, uh played what like 10 games something like that i nice. mean not a lot but um one eleven of them you know <laughs> yeah you know play 10 games 111 pretty good uh, record pretty good record <laughs> um pretty no, low actually, for me i don't think i lost oh. I, mean, I played with played with you i don't remember losing did we with me or with taylor i don't, know. I don't remember playing oh you only played like two games never mind yeah i, I played more way more after that <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, I do remember now. Yeah, we 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 went around or two. It was fun. And I mean, then I went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my 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 games have been going pretty all right actually. I uh, I had a, a wonderful story that I will share with you guys later on in the episode. Um, Exciting. I know, just just that little bit of foreshadowing there. D but, don't want to spoil us like you did before. Exactly. Um, before, like always, before, like all the time, I spoil. Now. I wanted to talk to you guys about the big patch thing that happened last week uh, has kind of gotten more fleshed out in that there will be an actual World Cup. Uh, the Blizzard is kind of going to be selecting uh, streamers, um, high-level players uh, on a national basis, and we are going to be voting for them. And the people who get the most votes, votes will be asked to join a team, a national team, which will face off against other national national teams. And I thought this was really, really cool. Um, it's an excellent way to kind of foster some more esports, a great way to get the game out there. Not that it really needs the help, but it's a, it's a good a kind of community interaction thing for, for esports. You don't often get to pick your, your teams uh, and for them to compete on a international basis, it's it's kind of fun. What do you guys think of it? it is it, it? Do they choose the nominees, and then like we vote for the nominees to not to narrow it down, or Correct. do we choose the nominees? They will choose the nominees, and then we, we will narrow it down to a team. That's good because. I don't trust any of us to choose nominees. No, Bodie McBoatface will be the only player in the entire tournament. And he well, will somehow lose. I mean, he would have to be a real person first. Not necessarily. No, definitely not necessarily. Listen, I mean... Overwatch is very uh, accessible. Boats can play Overwatch. I'm going, I'm going to be labeled the racist here, but I think you need to be a real person to be able to play Overwatch. You machinist... Yes. <laughs> my my dad's a machinist. <laughs> Come at me, bro. That scares me. He's done some pretty ridiculous things. It's true. Uh, that the, scares me because I saw that movie. The episode with the saw shall remain between us. Shall. Um, so yes, this uh, kind of Olympian-styled event, it's uh, going on. It will be... Hold on, if I can remember. It will be happening... I don't know if they said. Oh, um, August 11th is the uh, voting. will be the voting, and then the actual games will be starting in September. Boom. Okay. I thought they. Uh, uh, I thought they would have done it like in between seasons. Would be a nice, uh, nice break. From, I like... believe it's going to drop right between the seasons, which we will co cover in a second. But I think it's going to be happening between them, Taylor. Uh, the it's all leading up to BlizzCon, to like the end of BlizzCon, and. 
essentially there's going to be exhibition matches to narrow it down to which teams go to BlizzCon. Ah, awesome. Okay. That was uh, okay. But certain cool. countries, due to the way things work, will be there no matter if they win or lose. Yeah. Such as like the United States. They're going to be there no matter what. Well, I mean... And Canada! Oh, really? Canada's hey. going to be there for sure? Awesome. Uh, the countries coming there are United States, Canada, Brazil, China, and South Korea. And okay. Australia. The big... And New Zealand. Bigger, the bigger esports countries. Alrighty. They're kind of sure to have at least some sort of decent teams and players around, so not surprising. Um, one note from Blizzard about um, the people they have chosen uh, from specific regions... Not all regions are represented, which, while unfortunate, they did have a good reason for this. Uh, and it was because, due to local laws, customs, and, and just uh, licensing issues, basically business stuff, uh, they couldn't get all the regions to participate for one reason or another, uh, which is unfortunate, but they can't really change it. Uh, so if your region is not represented, we are sorry. And you can just vote for Canada, because Canada loves you guys. Uh, and if you have questions, they have an FAQ on the site. I imagine we'll post links somewhere. Yes, we will. As always, our link is impeccable. I've never actually checked, so I just assume Jacob puts links with wherever this goes. Taylor has never listened to any show he has ever been on. Ever. He isn't this even... This is actually true. I'm pretty sure you, you don't know for a fact that we're not just talking to ourselves. Wait, I thought we were just chilling around talking about Overwatch. Guys, have you been lying to me? <laughs> That's the only way we can get you on, man. He has been fooling you for years. Literally years. We've been, all, we've been doing this for almost two years. Anyways, Absolutely. getting back to Overwatch. Uh, yeah, the, the World Cup thing, I really like it as, as a concept. I, I think because the Overwatch esports community, it's kind of solidified and, there, and there's some big tournaments, but this is there's nothing officially from blizzard yet except for this this is their, their kind of big step into hey overwatch it's an esports thing get into it uh so I'll, I'll be excited to see what, what uh how it pans out during blizzcon and in the coming months as well um so on to our other news taylor i believe you have some some info on uh season well, one well my world being shattered and ending isn't the only thing <laughs> Season one of competitive play is coming to an end soon. It will officially end on Wednesday, August 17th, at a time. Check up your local time zone for I think it's like more noon. information. August 16th. Noon PST, something like that. 5 p.m. PT. Oh, I was off. So next week it's ending. Wow, that's that's short. Oh, uh, wait, is it really? Yeah, it's, oh the, ni- it's the 9th. I know, I feel like, it feels like it August It is almost started. the middle of August, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, they did say the first season was going to be a bit shorter than seasons would generally be. Uh, the second season will take a few weeks to start. It'll start on September 6th. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also talked about some of the rewards that you are going to be getting. Um, you'll get a participation award, and then if you make the top 500 players, you'll also get an extra reward. And they're like seasonal. Yeah, uh, the, I really... believe they detailed them that the the five hundred top five hundred get like an animated uh, player portrait. Yeah, an animated spray on top of the other seasonal videos. Hmm. Wicked. Uh, the really nice thing though is they it's you get these rewards if you manage to do that at any point in during the season and not where you final end up in the season. Hmm. So it'll be the highest whenever you work in the season. Oh, that's good. I um I made I may not have actually placed yet. Well, got a place, and you'll get you'll get Something. some competitive points. Those CPs. Oh man, yeah, I have to I have to get those golden golden balls. Okay, I have to play competitive. Maybe we'll do it after the after the show. Quite possibly. Uh, I mean, I have two matches left to uh, to place. So I think I have five. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really touched competitive. I, I guess I'm not playing with you. <laughs> well, um, afterwards but, we'll try out Ariel. Don't worry. It, it, if you guys had like thoughts on season one, I'm speaking to this audience. Apparently, we have. 
Um, give them feedback now. This is when they want the feedback the most to see what they what they can change and what they can do to improve it for the next season. Yeah, that has kind of been the stated goal of season one. Eh? Just like, we want this to be better. We know it's not perfect. Help us make it closer to perfect. Um, and I feel like they've already been listening and we've already been screaming at them. So they've made a lot of improvements. Um, but now is, is kind of the final time. Like, is there something still in the game that's bothering you? Raise hell about it. I know you will, well, and in probably the worst way, but it's to fix the game. Guys, keep it clean. Yeah, keep it clean, guys. I'm looking at you, We forums. can be better than this. Awful, awful forums. Hey, hey, hey. Um, but just speaking in my personal experience, the f literally five games in competitive that I've played, um, and also just through osmosis, watching um, Marcin play and just watching the community to um, react. In my personal experience, I've been finding it very fun even matched very intense games a little long too long for my taste i don't really have that much free time recently uh, which is one of the big reasons why i haven't been going into competitive but uh, i've been finding the games when i've had the chance to play fun and marcin has also just been enjoying competitive because it is such a balanced experience which i find very refreshing coming from heroes where it at least feels unbalanced often that's because you need to get good it's true. I've been trying. I I climbed up to gold four. Started playing May, or what? Li Ming. Li Ming. No. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's Kerrigan right now as the OP character. Well, that's why they nerfed her. Here's uh, the, the Storm podcast. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I want a Here's the Storm podcast so badly, but I cannot find the time to host it. In either case, um, Overbuff, a website, has kind of compiled well, has been compiling a um, meta report, which has been very informative. I would urge you to check it out. And uh, they've kind of detailed the characters who are used and un uh, unused in uh, competitive esports, or competitive Overwatch. Now, it seems that with the newest buffs to D.Va and Zenyatta and such, and that patch, Zenyatta has skyrocketed to one of the most used characters in the game, let alone healers. Um, at the 95% usage rate, which means that they are basically in every match of every competitive Overwatch game, Zenyatta and Lucio are there. They're always there. Um, some characters have kind of always been floating around or have kind of recently risen up. Um, but no character besides those two is above 50% usage, which is kind of shocking. Um, I don't know whether that means that... Well, it, it means that some of the characters are, are, are pretty evenly balanced. Specifically, McCree has, has found kind of a niche. I know there have been some problems with him, but he, 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 while he does seem very gimmicky, he's still very... Um, he has a place, at least. Same with Zarya and Winston. I wouldn't say usage equals that. That's, I don't think those are connected. Well, th that is a fair point. Um, I think Zenyatta is a bit more flavor of the month right now because he just got buffed, and so that's why he has really inflated numbers. This is only for competitive tournaments. Um, from my experience... Competitive people do flavor of the month just as much as anyone else, really. That is true, but there's usually a reason behind that. Um... I feel like Zenyatta, he brings a lot of damage to the table, which is why he's up there, and he also has some really good healing now, especially with his ult. Uh, and Lucio, uh, just because of his area of effect healing, is, is has always been useful, and will always continue to be useful. Um, now, again, coming from Heroes, I like to see when characters are used at about a 50% win a pick rate, or not, not a pick rate, 50% win rate. Um, and now this doesn't detail win rates, but the fact that these two characters are in every game says that they are... Something about their kit is too powerful. Um, and I don't mean that they should be uh, nerfed back into nothingness, but maybe characters who kind of counter them should be looked at. Um, characters that enable them or the characters that they enable, more likely, because they are supports, uh, should be looked at. Um, I kind of like that method of 
like don't don't lower the guys who have already been buffed a little bit. Just buff the uh, buff the counterplays. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm gonna come in on this. Oh sure. Uh, you can't always do that. Yeah, no, that no, was you just can't about to say actually. Do that. Um, I, and I still highly disagree that usage equals how balanced they are. Yeah, because it, it depends on the meta and it depends on how their interactions with um, their teammates and the enemies, right? Like, Lucio isn't winning games by himself. He's enabling his teammates and, and his, his kit really helps with pushing the payload and just keeping everyone topped up. And Zenyatta just gives a lot of damage but also lets you heal at the same time. Um if their counters were were slightly better, they wouldn't be picked as much. I do think that Zenyatta's um, ultimate is a little strong right now. Um, and the same kind of goes to Lucio. But... Uh, I'd also say characters that allow you to make really flashy plays are also going to be very high usage, especially in tournament scenes. So like Lucio yep. with Lucio like his pushing sure. and his wall riding, he is always going to be fairly high used unless he's absolute garbage, because he does flashy plays. I really have to disagree with you there. I I have to back to the right here. I, I completely I, agree with him on here. Any character that has a flashy ability, or something that can uh, be able to like help show off that player's skill, that character is going to be hundred percent. Um, 100% of the time, all the time. A, a lot of where I'm coming from is from League of Legends and mm -hmm. their usage rate, or like how much they're played and their win rates. And sometimes the least played characters actually have stupidly high win rates. Like, uh, there's a character I play uh, quite a bit who's like no one else plays. I almost win 100% of the time. It's amazing. I love that character. So. <laughs> um, but again, like I know I'm not tier one. So, but... I, and it, it, it interests me that this site doesn't have win rate because, like, I was thinking when you were saying that, like, how would you do win rate in an Overwatch match? Because, like, you could switch to May for, like, about a minute and then switch to someone else. Would that count as a May win or loss? Even though you were just her for a minute. Right? That is that is kind of difficult um, with this. And now there is, if you scroll down to the um, mid-half of the page, there is a um, win rate chart. And basically it's putting um, uh, at the top kind of Genji, McCree, Pharah, Reaper, Soldier, and Trace. Oh, sorry. Um, Genji... How am I... I'm reading this wrong. Sorry. <laughs> You're just listing the offensive characters. I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, being offensive wins the game, apparently. Um... Yeah, there. this is rather long and plotting, and he does a lot of math and a lot of reasoning for his for his math and i won't and, get into it but basically it boils down to genji mccree have a very high win rate um same with lucio and zenyatta those are the heroes that kind of they're they're necessary for you to win the game almost i also think they're some of the flashier characters um but also they're they're used more uh grant their uh, losses also kind of reflect this but yeah, maybe this is a discussion that we should have at some point. Um, I I do disagree that the flashy characters can't are the ones picked by the pros. Obviously, they like playing them, but they also like winning. And the people who pick the characters who win more often are going to be the ones uh, that succeed and do the best and be the best pro players. And they're the ones that are going to de define the meta. They yeah. Will... I... Like I, I agree with that. Like they, they are picking the characters that are going to get them a, a win, but they're also trying to, you know, show show their skill off. Of like, some people just have pure skill and they're able to play like, not the greatest person and just outplay someone else. And I think those people represent the minority of competitive players. But um, yeah, it will be interesting to see if Blizzard acts on these stats. Um, if they kind of see how the meta shakes out, if these characters will kind of lose their popularity, if they're okay I, with them just being that popular. I don't um, think they can act on those stats. They have like their own not, not usage stats. They, I know, like, they want, 
people to use these other characters, like you know, like the less used characters, like Symmetra, Bastion, um, characters like that. Mm -hmm. But they they can't. Nah, what am I trying to say? Well, I, I I'm assuming you're trying to say that they can't kind of balance to competitive because the rest of us, for lower ranks, Bastion does very very well for himself. And these other characters that don't do well in competitive do still very well in in the regular ranks. Yeah, yeah, more or less. I, I That's that is kind of Blizzard's conundrum here, right? Like, do you you can't balance for competitive because there's such a small percentage of the population. Um, but so many people watch these games that you kind of want to see the characters represented. Um, I'm sure with enough hard work and luck, you could try and balance that out somehow, but it is so hard. I mean, they're just it's getting next started. next to impossible. Yeah, and that they're is true. They're just getting started. Like, season one is just ending. Everyone, put in your thoughts. They introduce a new character. Like, that throws off the balance so much. Granted, I don't think Ana had a very big impact on the competitive meta, but still, in lower uh, leagues, she, she might in season did. two. We'll see. I, I just feel like... With her difficulty, it's you can do what she does easier with other characters. Uh, okay. I don't think we're gonna see much of her. You want to know what you can do with Anna that you can't do with anyone else? You get Snipe. like three on. You get three Annas. Scope in. You choose one player to boop go. Sorry for smart. <laughs> I'll have to edit that. Thanks. Um, but so you pick a target. You say, this guy is going to have a bad life. <laughs> the first Anna sleep darts him. Oh, and no! The next Anna will <laughs> sleep dart him when that one's about to end. you got five seconds to do something before you have to stun, yep. And, and you keep chaining that, and then that means that person... Can never move again. Not only are they not moving or doing anything... The system detects they're not moving or doing anything, <laughs> oh, and they get no. kicked for AFK. Immediate win. That's just rude. Taylor found the new meta. <laughs> I didn't find that, but that is beautiful. <laughs> and like in a competitive match, too, it's like, what now? <laughs> I mean, down someone. <laughs> you you literally can't do that because you can't have that many Anas. But still, I want to try that in in a quick match because that just sounds beautiful it's the most mean thing you can do <laughs> it's called winning speaking of mean things you can do we have i mean this is a big we i'm saying have maybe the, found some the more collective we elements. the royal we i'm including myself in this we thanks guys ding um people have found maybe where sombra's pointing is Mm. <gasps> yes. Yeah. So, Brandon, I know you you haven't really been in the loop. Basically, Blizzard has been releasing lots of um, very well hidden hints about Sombra. Yeah. So, like, there's the, there's this huge uh, augmented reality game ARG that's been going on. People have been trying to crack the code. It's been kind of fascinating to watch, and yeah, I love it. Um, but Taylor, you, you were you were going to mention the the new codes. So it, it people uh, found something in the skybox that didn't line up, and they were like, "Oh my god, we gotta look at the skybox!" Ah! And like <laughs> looking really hard in the skybox, and like making a s music from the, what was in the skybox. Wow! To the point where Blizzard sent out like an emergency like Sombra ARG thing. It's something very simple to figure out. Where Sombra saying was like, "Stop looking in the sky." <laughs> But she did say to look back at what at the information we had. Interesting. And so people looked back, and someone kind of thought, had the idea of Sombra's kind of connected to Athena with the virus. And mm -hmm. So where yeah, do we know it, Athena the most from? The recall animation. And what happens in the recall thing that might be like a hint? Winston logs in to her. Yes. Uh, so I'm just going to stop you for one second, or maybe a couple seconds. Uh, Athena is Winston's computer that you see in the um, uh, Reaper versus Winston uh, animated short. Uh, and 
Yeah, it, it is interesting that, that the hacking character might have been involved in that because we might have seen her influence uh, in that hacking device that Reaper installs onto Athena. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. And, but, and so right now people are trying to do deduce what that password is and what we like probably think what we would do with said password afterwards. Mm-hmm. And kind of one thing I love about this is that I don't know if it's people reading in to what Blizzard has offered too much, like with the skyboxes, or if Blizzard is actually just, like, loves their community so much that they would develop this, this, this outside of Overwatch game for people to kind of figure out and deduce. Um, because or maybe it's all a coincidence. It almost seems like um, Sombra is getting us, is duping us into decrypting uh, Athena for her. I would love if at the end of this the community figures out Winston's code, they get, they crack Athena, they log into it, and Sombra says something to the effect of, ha ha ha, you guys let me in, and now I'm going to destroy everything. And that's kind of how she launches. That would be great. Um, Sombra's evil. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely want to see where they take this. Because again, if, it's just, if this is just a, a fan theory, it doesn't actually bear out. It's still cool that the community can kind of come together and, and figure this out and let Blizzard gave them something to kind of coalesce around and try and figure out. Because these kinds of ARGs are super, super cool. I don't have the brain power to try and figure them out. I don't have the time to try and figure them out or even to follow it too, too closely. But just, just skimming the surface of this and being like, wow, these people are, are going so hardcore on this. And just there's a whole community. There's, there's a whole Discord about it trying to figure it out it's 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 awesome to watch and i would hope that they do something i want them to do more of this um it kind of it almost kind of sucks that this seems to be so correlated with uh sombra because she's we're assuming a hack a hacker character if they could do something similar with the next characters coming out you know maybe it's it's not computer stuff maybe it's it's real world stuff to do with locations like to do with the new maps maybe or, or something anything i would geocaching? love geocaching yeah but basically play pokemon go unlock the new germany map in overwatch and only people that play pokemon go can play on it uh yeah uh, blizzard just announced a new partnership with neventic uh, they're going to be making a uh a uh ARG kind of game with them. Uh, let's hope they don't mess it up as much as they have been with Pokemon Go. It's called Watch Overwatch. <laughs> or listen to Overtime. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Um, now, I do believe that we have some uh, other news from Blizzard regarding uh, animated short. Brandon, you want to fill us in on that? Yeah. Um, so, there was, uh, there was a little bit of a leak from a Russian Blizz guy saying there is uh, a new Bastion animated short called The Last Bastion. I want this to be not about Bastion at all. Like, just Bastion is not in it. It's about, I don't know, I mean, it. I mean, Reinhardt. there's a big picture with Bastion's face. It's No, it's all part of the ARG. It's all a cover story. It's actually about uh, Reinhardt. I get it. It being, Bastion's being a, not even real. A crazy, crazy dude. Ba Bastion is just a figment of You're Reinhardt's right. he's, imagination. He's like Blizzard's Wall-E. <laughs> and Wall-E wasn't real, if we remember. Exactly. Spoilers. True. He wasn't a real boy. At the end of Wall-E, he wakes up and he was his own dream. It was also Inception. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited for new, new animated shorts. Uh, was the last one we got uh, Brothers? The, yes. the Dragons? Wow. I believe so. Which was like two months ago. A long, long time ago. So Probably yeah, the game came out in between that time. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I'm uh I'm excited for another one. Those were really, really cool. Um, yeah, I'm kinda surprised they've taken this long to actually put out another one. I mean I, I get it, they take a while to make. But uh you know, I mean they should be developing. This I story. really I really think that's well, they have been. Just not an animated form. Um, yeah, but that's what I mean. But but an animated. 
Yeah, I feel like they kind of prepare them in batches. And the first couple were leading up to the release of the game, and they were probably done a little bit before the game released. Uh, probably much uh, like a while before the game released. And now that the game has kind of been a, a huge success, everyone loves the the uh, everyone loves the story stuff. Uh, the game's kind of grinding in into what it'll it'll be in the next couple of years. And they're they're saying, okay, people like the animated shorts. Let's do more. People want them, so they probably started them about a month or so ago, or maybe even longer. And now they're start going to start slowly releasing them. So I'm excited. So do you think they're going to be releasing a couple more after Bastion in quick succession? I would say yes so emphatically that it borders on fact. <laughs> if, that, if that makes sense, yes. I do think there will be a lot more, in my opinion. Well, no, I'd, I'd be excited to see more. Yeah. Fao Xiao. So I heard there was some kind of crazy uh, exploit in the, in the new Lucio Ball. Yeah. Uh, Brian, have you had a chance to try a Lucio Ball? I haven't, considering I was just on vacation. Yes, uh, and I believe we touched on this at the beginning of the episode, but I know you play a lot of Rocket League. I play a lot of Rocket League. Yeah, Lucio Ball is basically a somewhat l less good Rocket League. But Yeah, I got your text when I was uh, on vacation, and uh, <laughs> I was slightly confused at what you were saying. Because uh, the, the contents of the text was just Overwatch has Rocket League. Yep. So I, I was like, "What is this a typo? I I don't, I don't get it." But, but now, but now I came home and I saw it. Was I wrong? And I thought that could be really, really fun. <laughs> like running around a map, sliding on some walls, and and you know, sonic booming balls <laughs> everywhere. Gotta go it fast. Sounds like a great time. Gotta go fast. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's silly fun. Um, but unfortunately, some people won't let us have our fun, and they've not only discovered, but have been abusing an exploit in the game. Um, basically, this exploit lets you choose characters other than Lucio. Now, these like other characters have not had their abilities, abilities changed, so they... Essentially, what is happening is uh, three Lucios, three cloned Lucios, have come for a friendly forced game of Lucio Ball, um, and a McCree shows up and shoots everyone dead. It's high noon. And somehow this results in a victory, mainly because with the enemies dead, you or your teammates can force the ball into the net much easier, surprisingly. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I don't know why uh, teams in soccer don't use this tactic of just uh, the revolver tactic. Yeah, you know, just get on the field, duel. And then, uh, you know, whoever's left standing, just go and score. I mean, I'm sure I can make a joke about one team or another doing almost the same thing, but I don't know enough about soccer or football uh, to make uh, that joke, so I'll just Germany versus Brazil a few years back. Boom. Great. Okay. Nailed it. That's a sports reference. <laughs> Going back to Lucio. I feel unclean. Lucio Ball. Um, it has been said... That you could possibly be getting banned for using the exploit. Don't do it, people. Yes, it's not Don't fun. It. And also, yes, Kaplan has said basically, like we are watching people who are doing this exploit constantly. Um, Don't do it. Stop because there will be a punishment. So just nobody wants warning. to get hooked by a roadhog while trying to shoot the ball into the net. <laughs> it would just drive it would just drive people crazy. However, conversely. Everyone wants to see the gif of a Roadhog hooking a Lucio right before he gets the goal. Absolutely. First person <laughs> to do that gets a prize from me. <laughs> oh, boy. Send it to our Gmail. So, speaking of Lucio Ball, the Summer Games have kicked off, if you will, have Sonic boomed off, and people are kind, huh. of, get kind of divided. I know, right? It's like I'm clever or something. I'm not. I'm not. Um, it's more clever if you don't point it out. That's why I pointed out. Yeah. So loot boxes. Uh, the community has kind of been divided in an uproar about the loot boxes. And basically it boils down to the fact that um, it is a timed exclusive. These skins, these emotes and, and whatnot. Um, characters that you love 
and want to have more skins for, um, you have to do it in this very limited window before they're gone for an undecided amount of time. Um, so get on and play, people. Yes, go and, go and play, because they are very, very cool, and I do like them. And I do... I want to touch on the fact that people have been kind of upset about the fact that you cannot purchase these skins with credits. I completely um, agree with what they did. Not making a purchase. Yeah? Yep. Okay, I'll, I'll just people say my... could just People could just come on... I'm going to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. People could just come on who don't normally play, throw 20 bucks at the game, get 10 loot boxes, and, and be on with their day. And then possibly I, even I get all of... I have to stop you of... because you're saying the exact thing that is happening. You can buy these loot boxes with money. You can? You can. Oh, boy. Yes. And that is kind of the crux of everyone's displeasure. Um... So, we, we said it last episode, but I will just reiterate. You can get these summer games loot boxes through leveling up, through the normal way of getting loot boxes. Uh, and they are guaranteed to have one of these new skins or emotes or, or whatever. One of the new items. Um, you cannot buy these new items with credits. You can buy the boxes with real money. Uh, I do not agree with this. Yes. If they're going to make it for real money, they got to make it with credits as well. Now, I, that is something I, I kind of want to discuss. Because the, the kind of two arguments for people... And I have to admit, like I was on the fence about this as well. Um, in last episode, I made kind of a flippant comment about I don't like the fact that people who have money can buy these more often than I can with, who won't be able to spend money. Um, and I think that's a very common um mindset i think that is that is something that it's a very natural response to, to to something like that and i really had to sit and think about it because i i really do see it kind of from both sides people who are saying like no like like i want these skins a and i don't like the fact that some people can just buy them when i have to grind for them um but i can also see the other side which is kind of saying like which is blizzard's stance on this and, and some people have kind of um come up in support of them which is basically like we want these things to be rare uh we don't want them to be able we, we don't want you to be able to just buy them with currency because you'll just get the one you like and it doesn't feel as special if if you if you get it from a random drop for whatever reason you have a sense of ownership and pride about it like i got this thing i may not even like genji or i may not even like mccree but that skin, I, it's such a small chance of me getting it, and I got it, and now I, I feel good about having that. Um, and that's kind of what, what Blizzard is, is saying. They want these to be rare. Um, and again, the people, who, the, the people who don't like it have valid points, mostly. Um, and I kind of wanted to address them, because I, I, I feel I've, I've kind of come out on the side of, of Blizzard in some ways, but not totally. Um, so for the people who say, uh, and I'll call this argument A, um, I don't feel it's fair that people who don't play or don't win as often as me can just buy these boxes and therefore get a greater chance of getting the skins that they want, that I want. But I have to grind for them, which takes a lot of my time. Now, while that is fair... Uh, to, to, to kind of want that. Um, in real life, and I hate to use this argument, but in real life, people who have more money have more opportunities. Uh, and it's, you, I know you don't want that in your video game that you play for fun, but that's kind of how it is. And while the reason... And the reason that Blizzard kind of implemented this is because these skins took them time and money to make. And they are still offering you the chance to get them for free. You can just grind out games and hopefully get the skin. You might not ever get it. You might get it on your first loot box and like, oh, that's the skin I wanted. Perfect. Um, but there is still a chance for you to get them. I. So I, I, I kind of disagree with the the fact that like, oh, like you shouldn't just be able to pay money for them. Like that is a way to for them to get uh, to to buy loot boxes normally, and that is also a way 
for Blizzard to make money off of the work they're doing. They're putting lots of work into these skins and emotes and such. Um, so it's only fair that they get some sort of remediation for that. And also, you can still potentially get them just through playing the game, which is like what you're here to do. You're trying to play the game, not collect the skins. That's, that's an extra thing. So I, I'm, I'm fine personally with them um, uh, letting, uh, letting these be rare. And, and you can only buy them... Or sorry, um, that's actually not my, not my thing. I, I kind of see why they're doing it. Like they, they have to make money off of it somehow for their hard work. However, I feel that for a skin that costs a thousand credits, that indicates that the player is playing a lot of this game. They really like this game. If they've saved up that much, they really want that skin. I feel like it is... It's still rare for people to buy skins with a thousand credits. Um, maybe make them more credits, 150, 2000. If someone really just wants that Zarya power, uh, weightlifter skin, let them buy it. Um, but I do kind of like the fact that they're rare. Uh, so I, I'm in the end, I'm, I'm in kind of two minds, but I, I, I'm fine with Blizzard kind of doing it this way. They're just skins, they're not impacting the game, whatever. The other argument, it kind of boils down to Blizzard said, and this, I saw this mostly on the forums, and I really disagree with its reasoning. Blizzard said, everything in this game, cosmetically, will be for free. We're going to support it for a long time with these free items. They're going back on their word with making these timed exclusives so much more advantageous to get if you buy them. Um, again, you can not going still... back on their word. Yeah, it, it's... You still get it for yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly what I was going to say, and I won't linger on it too much. Like, that, it, that's a silly argument. You're... you're it's like you can still get them and yeah it's it might be harder to get it's not impossible and who knows maybe in the future they might kind of uh give these out more liberally liberally but again these skins and stuff take a lot of work to make an artist has to sit there and draw it up and model it up and then you know programmers have to put it into the game and you have to pay those people so if they can make some money off of it kind of good for them uh so on the one side, I I can't fault Blizzard for doing this. They're putting in more content for the game, and you don't necessarily have to pay for it. That's super cool. Um, now, the larger discussion around this that I would love to have some time with you guys on another <coughs> show uh, is basically I disagree with um, kind of these microtransactions in general. I feel like it kind of puts more vulnerable people in a position, usually younger people, in a position where they're going to spend money they can't really afford on a game. But that's very close, but besides the point. Blizzard is perfectly within their rights, and I think they're it's perfectly fine for them to charge money for these loot boxes so that people with money can kind of fund them to develop more of this cool stuff that we, free-to-play... Well, not free-to-play, we, we paid to get this game. But so that we... Uh, players who don't want to spend extra money on the game can still kind of enjoy them. Um, I wouldn't mind if they made these available somehow through credits so that like maybe in a year or so they say, hey, you can buy these with with credits. And I feel that's the way they're going to go. Um, I would love for them to say something now. But then they wouldn't make as much money if, if people knew they could just hold off and kind of buy it with credits later down the road. So it's it's businessy stuff that's, that kind of feels skeezy, but also like, they made this cool thing for us that we're enjoying. Why shouldn't they make money off of it? It's kind of mur not murky waters, but it's kind of weird territory to get into. But um, I, I disagree that it's skeezy. Like, okay. So the way I think about it, and a lot of games function like this, is you can either spend time on the game or you spend money on the game. And this is cosmetic things, so this is perfectly reasonable for this. Time is money. So you spend your time or you spend your money. Either or, no difference. Yeah. You get the same benefit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's kind of my opinion on that whole thing. Take it or leave it, leave it if, you, if you want. Please tell me your opinions. I would love to hear from them, especially if they're kind of on the more well-thought-out side as opposed to just angry messaging. Um, I do like hearing your guys' 
thoughts on these kinds of topics. Um, that got rather rather heavy, um, so I think we can kind of brush that off and move on to our, our um, kind of character topic that we've we've been looking at doing for a while, which is Hanzo. Now, Hanzo's story is is one of the more uh, developed ones, mainly through his excuse me uh, his um, animation, him and his brother, uh, the dragons animation. Uh, basically, a quick rundown of his story is that uh, he was born into a uh, kind of gangsterish family who who kind of run things in in Japan. They're Jacob, involved in Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Just let me take a reference. Oh, oh god, oh god. Okay. So he he was part of a part of a mob family with his brother, yes. and the mob boss died, so he had to become the mob boss. But the brother was like, hey, let's not be evil. And so then he was like, well, I got to kill my brother. And so then he thought he killed his brother. And then his brother went off and had magical adventures. With and he just, he just kind of uh, became a mob boss. And uh, ruled Japan with an iron fist. And that's it. And then he met his brother, and we don't know what happens after that. That's he broke into it. his own facility. It was weird. I, one thing I, I have to kind of bring up is I don't think that Genji wanted to not be evil. I think he really didn't care. And he just kind of wanted to be a playboy dude. Not be evil. I didn't say he wanted to be good. <laughs> I said not evil. Fair enough. Fair enough. He just didn't really care about the family business. And uh, the elders um, persuaded Hanzo to eliminate his brother. Um, as we kind of see from uh, the anim uh, animation, he's somewhat remorseful for this. Uh, not super remorseful, but he, he wasn't super happy about doing it. Um, but yeah, we, we don't really know where it takes, uh, what happens after that. Um, if Genji, or rather if Hanzo joins his brother or not, uh, it will be interesting to, to see what, uh, how that story develops. If, if Hanzo kind of joins Overwatch or not. It, it kind like his story kind of paints him in a bad light. Yeah, and, and I kind of want them to continue on that because he he did try to kill his brother. Like, yeah, that that yeah, is yeah. true. He whether he was kind of coerced, not not coerced. Whether he was kind of convinced to do it or not, he ultimately made the choice. Yes, I will kill my brother because he doesn't want to be part of the this gangster yakuza kind of thing. And what we know from his gameplay, killing is all he knows. Oh my goodness. And we might as well get into it now. The Hanzo's abilities are as follows. Um, his uh, first one, which is kind of just a passive, is his ability to climb walls. If you jump on a wall or kind of bump into it, he'll start climbing it. You can get up to, to higher places than many other characters with that ability. Um, I mean, same ability that uh, that Genji has. Yes, and it is it is interesting before. because they are brothers that they have the same kind of passive. Um, Brandon, did you want to touch on his um, uh, uh, weapon? His yeah, primary. he uses the uh, the historical bow and arrow. Yes, very historical. He's got he's got uh, two different moves. One is um, I don't remember if it's your ear or not. But it's uh, it's like a scouting move, so you shoot an arrow and it uh, has like a pulse that uh, comes out from the I spot that you targeted. I think it's called the Sonic Arrow. Sonic yeah. Arrow. Yeah, Sonic yep. Arrow. Sonic. Yeah, it is. It's called the Sonic Arrow, and uh, it, it emits a pulse from the targeted location. It, it is made out of the quills of a hedgehog. Oh, uh, okay. I understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, blessed with a. Uh, power from a magical emerald, and that is how uh, it can see through walls. Oh, mm -hmm. well, yeah. Th there you go. It uh, it sees through walls and detects enemies, which uh, which which become red on your screen. Super and, you useful. Know, helps out your team. Super useful. Unless you line up headshots, much easier as well. Much easier. Yeah. His next yeah. ability is um, the scatter arrow. I think it is normally bound to E. Uh, he shoots oh, basically right. kind of a, like a fragmentation, not a grenade, but you can kind of affect the trajectory. If you hit a wall, they will more or less scatter off away from that wall at an angle. That's that's not exactly predictable, but it's it's. I've found it's very unpredictable. 
they'll more or less go in, go in, in kind of the direction you want. If you angle it a certain way, you, you can definitely affect their behavior. Um, I now, feel like I just have a master deck. His uh, final ability is, of course, his ultimate, which is Dragon Strike. I'm sure we've all seen it. A dragon comes out of a wall from nowhere and, and takes out you and half your team. It, uh, it goes through walls, it does a lot of damage, it kind of leaves like a trail behind it that it also damages. Uh, it's a very powerful ability. Now, I will admit, as some of you may have gathered from our previous episode, I don't like Hanzo. Um, and I will get into it in a minute. But... It's weird because you don't have a brother, so you don't understand what it means to kill your brother. <laughs> Why you don't like him. I get it. <laughs> I don't relate to Hanzo, yes. I'm not a, a mob boss who killed his brother, it is true. Um, but I want to, to hear from you guys what you think of Hanzo as a character and how you play him. Um, I tend to play him a little conservatively. Um, unlike other people I know who kind of just rush in there and, you know, kill everything. <laughs> but uh, I am not the greatest Hanzo. Yeah. So I tend to stick back a little bit, and uh, I'm pretty patient and conservative, and uh, just try to pick those headshots. Yeah, you're kind of the more uh, typical sniper. Typical you, sniper. You stay in the Hanzo. back, you try and get those kills, stay yeah, safe. Yeah, which is not really normal for me, because if I'm like someone like Widowmaker or, or any other kind of sniper in any other game, I'm not one to stand back. Really? I like to, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm usually very aggressive with snipers. Mostly because I just I don't like that whole camping thing. Like, I'm not a camper. I don't do it. I hate it. And I just like running around and, and shooting things in the face with a sniper rifle. You know? Yeah, I, that, that that 360 uh, quick scope, yellow swag, 420. You know? I, I think I played against him. Um, yeah, just seeing you play. No, no, that's my move. <laughs> I call it. Seeing you play games like. Halo, especially when you're versus me, you're very frantic. You like to get up in the fray. You're a good shot, in, at least in, in the console. Well, you're, you're just a pretty good shot in general. Um, and you kind of like those more aimy weapons. So I'm not surprised that uh, you kind of play those characters that way. But I, I'm surprised that you don't play Hanzo in that way, because I feel like he his abilities kind of lend himself to do that. He doesn't I have mean, a movement I... ability, which may be the crux of the issue, but... Yeah, see, I mean, I feel like I should, but I just don't. I don't play enough Hanzo to be really comfortable. To... Oh, we might have lost Brandon, but we get his point. Oh no! Really? Oh no, he's back. Oh hey! Hey! <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I'm here. Skype. I didn't go anywhere. Skype happened. Goddamn Skype! Yeah, no, I. Uh, what I was saying was, Hanzo. I am. Uh, I like he is an aggressive character, but I just I don't play him enough. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. I tend to be on uh, the more conservative side with him. Yeah. Very right. cautious. I feel like he doesn't have much armor either. Like, if he gets hit, he just dies, like, instantly. Well, with most of the characters in this game that are at about 200 health, what dictates them as kind of a, a more front-liney character or a back-liney character is whether they have a movement ability to kind of mitigate the damage. Um, so characters like... Um, McCree and Soldier. Soldier can, can kind of heal himself. Uh, he, he can uh, kind of move fast to get uh, in and out of cover. Uh, McCree has a role which, granted, is, is limited in mobility, but he also has that stun, which helps him uh, in duels. Farah can fly. Yes, she's kind of vulnerable in the air, but it also lets her get into more advantageous positions uh, and kind of move around a lot. Whereas Hanzo, his movement ability, his only real movement ability is his passive, which lets him get onto high things. And once you're on a high thing, you kind of want to stay on that high thing and shoot from above. Exactly. So, yeah, he does kind of complement more stationary play. Um, he can kind of engage at closer ranges, but it's mostly for if people get close to him as opposed to him getting close to other characters. So... Yeah, I, I, I see you there. Taylor, do you have any uh, any uh, strategies that you employ when you're playing Hanzo? Hanzo is one of those characters that is very polarizing to me. I'm either the worst person on your team 
or I am killing everyone anytime they make line of sight with me. Hmm. And that and, all depends on whether you have your hacks on or not, right? Yeah, and like I've been on the down low since Blizzard's been like banning people, but uh, when I notice that my hacks are turned on, then I'll play more aggressively. <laughs> and by hacks, I mean my skills to pay my bills. Damn. And, and so when I notice I'm having a good game, I do tend to be more aggressive. I'm like, I'm just go. I'm not gonna wait for you to come around the corner. I'm gonna go around that corner. Yeah. And um, he, he's definitely a character that I prefer to play a bit farther back than say Reaper. Mm -hmm. Um, mostly because I've tried playing Reaper far back. It has not worked out for me. No, those shotguns are not snipers. Yeah, sniper Reaper, as we have covered on the show, is not the best strategy. Um, uh, I I still. Try to make it work occasionally, but say lovey. You keep so, on, you keep on trying, buddy. So, so then I, I on, changed to Hanzo on. mostly to piss off Jacob because he just hates Hanzo. So I, much. I really do. Um, Why but, do you hate Hanzo? Let's get into this. I okay. W one thing, just because you mentioned it, yeah, letting using your sonic arrows and kind of going around the corner, and because you have such high damage, you can kind of engage if you know the enemy is right there and line up a headshot and boom kill him or, or take him down to most uh, to low health really quickly. You can kind of play him more up in the front, which is interesting, an interesting idea. Um, but yes, I dislike Hanzo. Um, it is not because I do poorly with him. Uh, it is not because I lose to him very often. I dislike Hanzo because I feel like he has one of the lower skill floors in the game to be very effective with him. And when I, I hate the term skill floor. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've gone over this before. We won't like we won't get into it. I, I, I will just I will say this. I I feel like it is very easy to play Hanzo. No, let me change this. It is very easy to get kills with Hanzo. I feel okay. like uh, before we go on, I, mm -hmm. I I need to say I I would argue skill floors do not exist, period. Okay. That's perfectly fine. Um I do feel like, having played Hanzo myself, I get kills with him very easily. Um, they have kind of shrunk down the hitboxes on projectiles and on uh, the character models, but they're still somewhat large. Uh, Hanzo has a somewhat easier time of it. His arrows do a lot of damage. If you get up close to a Hanzo, he can scatter arrow and probably take you out. Um, I He... He just has a lot of utility to cover where snipers normally are lacking. Um, just because uh, I don't think so. I I think he has barely any. He has the he has a bit of AOE on a cooldown, and he has the you, he can see things for a little bit around to where he shot, which are pretty powerful. Like it, just in my opinion, uh, and I might be totally biased in this, but. I, just, I feel like his abilities um, aren't super conducive. <sighs> not, not, okay, that, this is this is wrong. I just feel like he he has a very good high kill potential. Like he can kill characters very easily from many ranges. Um, there are ways to counter him, and that's that's kind of one of the other things I dislike about uh, Hanzo is he can kill a lot of people. Again, from playing him, I get a lot of kills. I feel like I don't impact uh, the game positively in my favor with Hanzo. Uh, and when people play him, I feel the same. I don't feel like they're impacting the game super well. Um, and that, that sounds kind of weird, but he... It might just be the people who play him. They're more focused on getting kills as opposed to getting on the objective. Um... While the, there, it is necessary to have a, a character like this, like I, I know why they made a character like Hanzo. He speaks to a lot of people's playstyle, and he like okay, this person's kind of you know like far off in the in the distance and in the kind of bunkered down. Widow and 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 Hanzo are good at eliminating those characters, but I feel like he's not good at at pushing the point by himself. And the fact that he just enables people to play him, say. Oh look, I'm on fire! I've gotten like 12 kills in the first 30 seconds of the of the match. 
why aren't you guys pulling your way? And it's because you're sitting in the back, plinking away, and you're not actually helping us win the objective. So why don't you have that problem with Widowmaker? I just feel like Widowmaker's mobility and her... She's still not pushing the objective. I feel like... Anything you just <clears throat> said against Hanzo, I keep interrupting you. Yeah, no, uh, that's Could fine. be put on Widowmaker. Yeah, you're you're not wrong there. I'm I am desperately trying to think of a way that Widowmaker differs, and I really think that it's just for some reason, especially with the kind of the Widowmaker nerfs, I see Hanzo more often, um, and I think it's really down to the fact that his arrow does so much damage. Yes, Widowmaker has to charge; her charge takes a little bit longer, um, and Hanzo's projectile is far more forgiving. Like that's really what it comes down to. His it's also slower and has a lot more drop-off. And when I say a lot more, I mean, it actually has drop-off compared to, say, Widowmaker. Yeah, and... I, he can't scope in, so the farther it is, the harder the shot is. All those things you're saying are true, but for some reason, I cannot play Widowmaker. I struggle playing Widowmaker. I, I want to get better at her, but for some reason, I get more kills with Hanzo. And I don't think I'm the best shot. And you would think that a Hanzo player should be very good at figuring out those trajectories, making sure he lines up his uh, targets um, better because his arrows have a lead time. But for some reason, I just feel like I can plink away, do lots of damage, be on fire according to the game, get lots of kills, and I'm not. And I feel like I'm not doing much as a character when I play him. And I that might just me projecting what I feel when I play the character onto other people that they're not doing much but they feel like they are and i for some reason like i was gonna mention this i was in a game just yesterday where a character picked hanzo um he was the only one on fire he ad admittedly got a lot of kills and was doing that for the team but we couldn't push that point and it was because he wasn't up there with us doing something more useful he was just sitting there and when he he found a good shot he took it and then he's like, he laughs to himself and, and continues hiding in the corner while we don't take the point. Uh, and then he actively started calling people out, like, oh, why, are, why aren't you doing this? You guys suck. Like, look at me, I'm the best. And I feel like the game kind of encourages that kind of play from Hanzo. And I really dislike that. And that might be the whole thing about it. That, that could he, be put onto any long-range character. But I don't really see it from be. every long-range character. That's the thing. I see it mostly from Hanzo. That's anecdotal. Oh yeah, I'm not saying it's not. Again, I keep I keep trying to uh, say during this rant because it is a rant. I just don't like Hanzo. He bugs me at a fundamental level. Jacob, I try your to opinions it. are wrong. I know I hear that a lot, but yeah, he just fundamentally bugs me. I don't like him. I think he's too easy to use, and he's too good at getting kills while being too easy. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. If you want to use him, fine. I just dislike you. <laughs> well, now I I will not ever not be Hanzo with you. Good. And yeah. I will also not ever not be Hanzo. I like I don't. Okay, when the next match, the guy hadn't left the game and I hadn't left the game, so I went Hanzo as well. Got a bunch of kills. We lost horribly because we had two Hanzos. Whether that's worth my theory or not, but like. Fine, you want to play Hanzo, go right ahead. Like, he can be useful, that's the thing. Like, he gets a lot of kills, he can clear out a point. I just feel that most people don't play him properly. I mean, you're probably right about that. I, just I, feel I, like I, I would argue staying back and getting kills is probably exactly what you should do. And, like, getting kills is really good in this game. It is. But it's and... not the objective. Okay, sorry, I'll, I'll let you continue. Okay, so if he gets a kill... Say he gets a kill, right? Mm -hmm. He just made it, so there are only five people now defending that point. Yes. You should, you, being the other five members of the team, should now be even. Anything bad that Hanzo, like, he just uh, went, helped your team by yes. making it so you can push that objective easier. However, you're not wrong there. And if a, a good Hanzo player will kind of enable your team in that way. I took out this guy, let's advance, let's move in. In quick play, or playing with someone who is not on your like voice comms, who are just playing by themselves solo Hanzo, 
They're in this to get the kills. And getting kills doesn't get you points. Yes, they took out that, that character. They, they now made it a 6v5 for the next 10 seconds in favor of your team. The people who play like that tend to not be participating in the match for a long time. So it often feels like you are playing on the side of the 5 versus the 6 until he gets that kill. Great, now it's a 5v5 while he you know, does whatever he does, teabags the guy for, for a couple of seconds, and then they come back, and it's it's a 5v6 against you. That's I, just I how feel it feels. Highly, yeah, you're highly assuming a lot of things. Oh, yeah, for sure, again. But I just, I, I don't like the gameplay it encourages from my point of view. I think it's 100% the gameplay it should encourage, and it's on the rest of the team yep. to stand, to come up to the plate. I just don't like them, and... It, like, again, there, I will say, there are definitely uses for Hanzo. Like, Hanzo is not a bad character for what he can he can contribute to the team. I just don't think he always does it, and that's all I'm saying. Um, I'd argue as much as any other character. Woo! And that's Hanzo, everybody. And that's Hanzo. That was probably so, one of the So, when in doubt, kill your brother. <laughs> that's what it boils down to. Yes. That pretty much wraps us up for tonight, guys. I, whew, I am, I am all ranted out about Hanzo. <laughs> so, if you guys like what you heard today, please consider subscribing or giving us a rating. We have another show called Press A to Podcast, which I didn't manage to pimp over the course of this episode, so we'll do it now. In the show, we review different video games. Every episode, you can follow that on Twitter and YouTube at Press A to Podcast. For overtime, this show we're talking about right now. Uh, you can follow OW underscore Overtime on Twitter for updates. You can also reach us by email at OWOvertime at gmail.com. Please, we would love for you to send us any uh, discussions that uh, you, you found intriguing and your own answers to them to that email. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, now, uh, Taylor, did you have a play of the game that you wanted to mention? Or play of the week, rather? Oh, this is like really just... Like last gonna, minute, gonna throw it right in there. Wow! Just, okay. just gonna sh shoot it on in there like a Hanzo arrow. I got a seasonal loot box the other day, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I'll get a seasonal Majigger, some summer game stuff." And so I opened it. I got two summer game things. So, wow! Two summer game things. I didn't even know that's, that's possible. I know, right? Uh, so not only were there voiceovers. Not only were they the same voiceover, <laughs> I already had that voiceover. <laughs> and uh, that was my experience. Uh, with and it was for Hanzo. Uh, Zarya. Zarya. Oh, man. That sucks. I, I'm sorry, man. That super sucks. Well, now I have a story out of it. No, that's, that's great. Uh, wow. And I guess on that note, for me, Brandon, and Taylor... We will see you guys next week.